0: Welcome to the Urology Coding and Reimbursement Podcast, where we help urologists and staff achieve peak economic and practice efficiency so there is time and energy to focus on patient care and a happy life. I'm your host, Scott Painter, with my co hosts, Mark Painter and Dr. Ray Painter.
1: Today's episode is brought to you by ModMed. Do your EHR and PM adapt to your style of practice? The ModMed EHR and PM do, with benefits like remembering preferences and automatically suggesting documentation and billing codes. Urologists voted ModMed the number one urology-specific EHR and PM solution available. Built by urologists with input from yours truly. Stop wasting 60 minutes and 200 for each of your open or no-show slot. Go to modmed.com slash prsnetwork set up an appointment with the team at ModMed Urology and shift your urology practice into high gear. Imagine a solution on a tablet or the web that works seamlessly with revenue cycle management, analytics, telehealth, payment processing, patient engagement tools, and much more. ModMed is transforming healthcare by placing doctors and patients at the center of care. This episode is also sponsored by Eurogen. Makers of gel mito, for pylocalocel solution. Gelmito with RT Gel technology is different from traditional mitomycin. RT Gel reverse thermal hydrogel uses a proprietary sustained release technology that helps deliver coverage where it's needed inside the body. Gelmito has seen consistent uptake since launch and has excellent coverage. Eurogen data shows that 100% of Medicare fee-for-service, 98% of Medicare Advantage, and 97% of commercially covered patients had benefits approved. Plus, JELMIDO has a permanent J-code. J9281 was approved for use effective January 1, 2021. Please consider working closely with Eurogen's team of field reimbursement managers to ensure complete, timely, and accurate submission for claims for prompt payment. Eurogen support is also available for all your access needs. To find out more about Jelmito's Gel- access support, download resources, or view videos of real-world reimbursement experiences, visit gelmitohcp.com slash hcp support today.
0: Welcome to episode 141 of the Urology Coding and Reimbursement Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Painter, with my co-host, Mark Painter and Dr. Ray Painter. And on today's episode, we want to revisit Optolume Coding. Uh, we've got an update for you. And then also, we had a couple of questions come in on the community about ro- robotic prostatectomies that we want to cover. So, let's uh, let's dive right in first. Uh, Mark, Ray, anything you want to cover, or do you want to just dive right in?
2: Let's say we dive right in. Yes.
0: Okay. All right. So, first thing we want to do is revisit Optolume coding. So, Mark, you want to kind of share why we wanted to revisit this and the comments we got?
2: Yeah. When we gave the answer regarding Optolume with the 499 t as being deleted, we were able to um, find from some assistance from everybody else and through some double-checking that in fact, the zero four nine nine 499 t although listed as deleted by CPT, if you look at it in the, the actual publication, um, was actually not deleted. There was a last-minute move within the within the the CPT panel to revive the 0499T and move it forward until the end of 2023. So the 0499T is still in fact an active code according to CPT. Now and in a lot of the data sets that will be the case but it is something that overall if some of your payers did not load things correctly or were not in the know of all of this, that you may have to work with them to make sure they understand that. And we do understand that there is likely a new code coming in in 2024. Um, And we all say likely because we don't get to know everything that is on the AMA's agenda for what's moving forward. So we're guessing that's probably why they did that, and so we'll see that. Uh, it will, we'll have to keep an eye on, on that, but it was published in the CPT errata, so it is out there. It is supported. The AMA and the AUA U- will support that if you have to go, uh, in fact, into a payer to get them to understand that the 0499T um, was, in fact not deleted so it is it remains undeleted at this point in time (laughs) so so how do they do that like so
0: so is this after so obviously after the data set is released in october do they then have subsequent meetings in the cpt advisory panel and they can change things up until december 1st is that how it works because this is a cpt change not a like a cms rule correct i mean obviously it's, it's a code
2: Well, so so CPT is a living, breathing document, right? Um, There are publication dates and deadlines. Um, But the AMA and the CPT editorial panel meet three times a year. And they have to deal with uh, requests, um, proposals, recommendations from physicians, from the medical industrial complex, from payers. From Medicare, Um, everybody's trying to fine tune the system. Um, And then, of course, everybody that works on that has to consider not just that request, but its overall impact to the system. So there's a lot of debate as to what happens with each one of these things. And in keeping track of all of these items as they move forward, um, they do make some changes um, sometimes at the last minute so it, this you know if they if they make a change and this errata came in for the March 1 2023 um, mm-hmm. so that came into play uh, and there were just ultimately as they were ad- uh, cleaning up their information it looks like that they found that in November, they had posted uh, that this was, the code was going to be deleted, um, but uh, they realized that they were not getting any new codes or any relief potentially on the horizon. So um, they decided they would extend it through till 2024. And again, we're assuming that we're, we're probably going to have a new code in 2024 um, when they publish that final code set. Uh, in September. Ray, any comments?
3: Uh, Mark, when you say a new code, you're talking about a new CPT uh, code, right?
2: We assume, yes. Again, don't know for sure. but that's And probably a
0: Category 1 code. <laughs> they wouldn't replace a Category 3 with a Category 3 most times, correct?
2: Uh, that would be unlikely, unless there was a, a complete Switching the technology or retirement or something—that that's pretty rare that that would happen.
0: All right, okay. We had a couple questions come in about robotic prostatectomies that we wanted to cover. Um, first question was: Can you share your thoughts on billing the five one nine nine zero and the five five eight six six? I saw your post in twenty eighteen. However, wanted to see if you still if you have the same stance in regards to not billing 51990 when performed um, without incontinence. And I guess we should probably uh, uh, read the definitions of the 51990 and the 55866. So let me just read those really quickly so we're all on the same page. The 55866 is the laparoscopic surgical prostatectomy retropubic radical including nerve sparing includes robotic assistance when performed and the 51990 is laparoscopic surgical urethral suspension for stress incontinence okay mark you want to walk us through the why this question came up and and our our thoughts on that
2: yeah, so the you know the if you run these two codes through the bundling matrix, you'll find out that they can be built together, right? The five one nine nine zero and the five five eight six six are not bundled, um, and so uh, but in the past, you know, we've kind of uh, we've taken the position um, and we've. And, and and I'll tell you, we still feel this way, um, that we've got a problem with trying to add on this additional surgery for a situation where you have essentially created a potential incontinence issue with the removal of the prostate. And, and you know, ultimately you are going to to do the best work for your patients and the actual RVU development for the robotic prostatectomy um, is going to be based on what the average workload would be for the urologist when doing the full procedure, which would include, for most patients, making sure that they, once that prostate is removed, that they have the best chance for an active, happy life with zero incontinence. So you're going to spend the time to actually close and repair the area that you um, removed tissue from. So that's the general concept there, kind of the break it, you break it, you bought it um, type of thing. That that The close is included, and what you do relative to that procedure is included unless you only do it on occasion or you do it because of a special circumstance. And then the second thing I would add, and one of the reasons we're kind of stuck here, is that 51990 is specifically listed as for a disease state. And at that point in time, you don't have that problem. So you're really kind of manufacturing your way around this and and really trying to to basically – Add a little revenue, which we know you all deserve. Um, but unfortunately, we're still in the same boat where you should not actually build those two codes together. Great. Thoughts?
3: I, I think Mark has said it well. The bottom line, if you bill it together, you probably will get paid since it's not bundled. But if you're audited, you'll probably have to pay it back because you really didn't perform – the uh, the five one code because you did not have the disease state.
0: All right. Okay. Let's move on to the next code. Uh, I mean the next question. When when billing when coding a robotic radical prostatectomy with BPLND five five eight six six states it includes use of robot the robot so S Two nine hundred should not be built since it is, but built But since three eight five seven one is done as well, does that support reporting the S two nine hundred? And again, the five five eight six six is the robotic uh, laparoscopic robotic prostatectomy, and the three eight five seven one is laparoscopy surgical with bilateral total pelvic lymphadenectomy. And the S2900 is surgical techniques requiring use of robotic surgical system lists separately in addition to code for primary procedure.
2: Remember that S codes, the codes that start with S, are included in HICPICs, but are, are technically developed not for Medicare purposes. That's this, this, uh, really something that is that Medicare's use of these codes is optional. Um, but they, 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 so even though it's controlled by CMS, all
0: right. <laughs> that's good to know, Mark, what you got for us there?
2: Yeah. So the, so, um, the S two 900, as I mentioned, first of all, is not something that you would report to Medicare regardless whether or not the five, five, eight, six, six included the mention of robotic assistance or not. Um, so from a Medicare perspective, not required, um the uh, um but from a from a coding perspective if you look at the three eight five seven one um you, even though it doesn't include robotic um you do actually have the listing of the robot in the five five eight six six so when you submit the claim, you know the robot was being used on that patient on that date just in the imp- implication of the five five eight six six so it really makes the S-2900 optional from a coding standpoint. I think you could because the 38571 does not include the mention of the robot, so you could certainly add the S-2900. But there's no nomenclature requirement that, that says that the S-2900 needs to be listed for each code um, separately. It's it's more for the encounter overall. And because the eight 58- 55866 does mention the robotic assistance it's not required in reporting the s2900 to any one of your payers that are out there most people don't pay this separately the s2900 um so if you are getting paid extra for this um, i think you're more than justified in using the s2900 when both codes are reported. Um, so, it's optional, and I would use it to my advantage if you felt there was an advantage.
0: All right. So, dealer's choice there. Yes. Okay. Ray, comments.
3: No comment.
0: Okay. All right. Well, let's uh, let's wind this episode up here. We want to again thank Mud Med, um, and you can visit modmed.com forward slash PRS network for their specials for our podcast listeners. So, we encourage you to check that out. And also, we'd like to thank Eurogen for sponsoring the podcast. Eurogen is an innovative biotech company dedicated to providing breakthrough solutions for treating urothelial and other specialty cancers because patients deserve better options. To find out about their pipeline and more, visit eurogen.com. Okay, let's go around for some final thoughts. Mark, final thoughts today.
2: So generally, um, I I would have to say that um, no matter how much we do our research and we go on things, the way things change in the coding world, you know, the answers change. And so, uh, you know, I kind of look back at at a few things we've done with stones and Kind of with the 0-4-9-9-T and everything that's there, you know. No matter how well we stay up to date, there's stuff we're going to miss, and there are rules that we're going to have to go back because they change and say, "This year we're giving you a different answer than we gave you last year." Um, so, um, I'd like to say it's static. It's not. So, thanks everyone for you know continuing to give us the, that feedback. Um, and it, to help us, it takes a village um, to keep all this straight and to make sure we stay on top of things. And, you know, just like the revisitation of, you know, whether or not we should do uh, the repair of the system, we need to keep asking the questions. We need to keep probing. We need to figure out where things are. And we need to continually circle back and check our logic. So it's great to revisit these things. Great. Yes, back
3: in the uh, late 90s, early 2000s, we were giving a lot of seminars because, uh, along with the AUA and the pharmaceutical companies, because a lot of the rules had changed. And one doc asked me one time how I could go around the country year after year and keep talking about uh, the same thing. I told him it didn't make any difference. I could use the same question each time I went around in a different year because they always change the answers <laughs> so change is something we deal with,
0: yes, indeed, and that is uh and and I think Mark said it well, and Ray said it well and gave an example when things are always changing, it does take that village, and we want to try and be that. Uh, hub and spoke so we take in all the information and get it out to you as best we can as quickly as we can and let you know what's going on and keep you up to date so we'll we'll keep doing that and keep uh uh g- giving the correct answers as we get them and as we learn them and as we uh as we as we have them available so okay that's it for this episode uh, take us out ray Happy coding. Thank you for listening to the Urology Coding and Reimbursement Podcast, where we help urologists and their staff maximize income and efficiencies so there's time and energy for patient care and a happy life. Special thanks to Carl Painter for the music today. You can find his music on Spotify under his record label,
1: Juicery.